What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote. Joining me on the panel tonight are... Brandon Ishrati. Roger May. Johnny Morales. Producing, as always, is Matthew Lubick, who's currently letting in Blake Starling just for the heck of it. So I'm going to say hi, Matt, for Matt. Hi, Matt. Uh, <laughs> Blake's lonely. <laughs> I, Blake is lonely. That's why he's here. Um, in case you've never listened to our show before, we are a review-slash-spoilery podcast Keep he, it down, gentlemen. We've started recording. Yeah, seriously. We've got to keep I'm it professional here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. As Blake waves like a ninja. Um, we typically review a Marvel book, a DC book, an independent book, and we review a graphic novel. We'll play some trivia games for you guys to win some stuff later. But first up, Johnny. Yeah. Tell us about what's important this week. The news. News. Time for some news. For a second, I thought, like, the um the word document closed and I lost all my work. <laughs> That's why you back it up. <laughs> I got terrified. Every student's horror. Yeah. Um. We got a couple of um news segments, news well, bits, that, that's new bits. Typically, what happens in this segment? Right. Like, what would you call like Johnny? A, on okay. with it. All right. Fine. For the love of God. Uh, Dark Horse <laughs> is collecting uh, every Usagi, Yojimbo, and TMNT team up in one volume. Uh, and that's coming out September 26th for $17.99. Uh, and that's collecting stuff all the way from 1987 all the way to the stuff that came out in 2017. Wow. Yep. Um, next up, we got Rick and Morty to crossover with Dungeons and Dragons, like the actual D&D stuff uh, in a new uh, four-issue comic. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, uh, Rise of the TMNT comic book to debut in advance of TV series. Uh, they announced a new TV series with like weird artistic styles for the TMNT, and that's coming out mm. um, before that uh, TV series. Uh, the comic book is, at least. It's coming out July. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um... Rosenberg and uh, Matthew Rosenberg and Greg Land are uh, taking over on Astonishing X-Men uh, from Charles Soule. And that is um, their run is going to start with issue 13 on July 4th. So mutant porn faces. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, okay, I mean, wait. You have to add some context into that. Mutant the heck out of that. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <laughs> What's well, Greg Land? I mean, he he photo references all this stuff, and he's known for <coughs> you know Using pretty adult, women with their adult film. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, cool. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, moving on. That's to, a can of worms. Wow. Yeah, to some uh, DC news. Johnny actually got red on that. Did you see that? <laughs> I'm like almost. I'm so Burgundy. brown. How could I get red? Oh, dude, your face sometimes when you get embarrassed, it's like a chair. I'm not embarrassed, though. Oh, please. Johnny, just continue. Anyway. All right. Uh, DC variant covers will now focus on art. They're removing the logos, and they're shifting the names uh, closer to the bottom of the cover, and the UPC code is much, much smaller. That's on DC's books? I can yeah. appreciate that. On, on their variant covers. Oh, on the variant oh. covers. Right. So they're oh, moving the fine. logos. Yeah. Um, but y you'll still have like the Batman 45 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's starting with Batman 45 and Nightwing 44, <laughs> uh, the variants for that, um, by Jim Lee and, uh, Romita Jr. respectively. Uh, let's see. 
Next up we have, uh, and this one's pretty cool, DC announces beach-themed villain anthology by uh, Dini, Bermejo, Beck, and more. Um, and uh, releasing July 25th for $9.99, uh, DC Beach Blanket Bad Guys Special Number 1 is an 80-page one-shot. Uh, and it's an anthology series just following the villains at the beach. Hmm. Because why not? Like your kind of book. Okay. Kind of? Maybe. I'll like, look into it. I feel like Joker has the attire for a beach day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last piece of news, which is honestly my favorite, is uh, DC's Catwoman stars in new monthly series from Joel Jones. By Joel Jones. Yep. Oh, my God. That's going to be so Joelle awesome. Joel Jones and I believe uh, Laura Allred, who, that's the um, Lady Killer uh, yes. team. Joel Jones is actually a fox in real life. Have you guys seen pictures of her? I have not. No. <laughs> yeah, she's actually like with a tail and everything. <laughs> no, she's just a good-looking. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, never mind. She's a killer artist and that, a, and a killer period. Pretty, pretty to look at, also. Thought she went the way that I did, like with the green jay and stuff. Johnny, um, not everybody is you. <laughs> and that's the news. Sorry, that week. was just my my dude moment. Okay. Like I saw a picture of Joel Jones, I was like, dang, she's freaking good-looking. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean that's the thing that I'm mostly excited for. I'm I'm actually excited for that series because I've enjoyed her work. Yeah. Um, I mean I've enjoyed her style, pretty much, in all the places that I've seen it, like Lady Killer, and I think she did Supergirl being super. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the Batman issues that she's done. The last issue with with uh, the Catwoman stuff because I think it was Mc, Mc, Michael Janine and and her. Right mixed but the Catwoman stuff in that where she's picking out the dress and all that and that was just brilliant and I mean have you actually seen like the dresses uh, that or the dress that Catwoman picked Joel just you know designed that yep. uh, you know it, it, on the little tag for the dress it says uh, by J and by a J and J collection or something like that and you know her art is stunning yeah really excited for that I would actually read that yeah, that's the news. All right. Do we have any questions? Yes. Uh, at least I have one. Um, let's see. So, um, I don't have it ready. Wow. Okay, here we go. Nelson Carvalho uh, sent in this question. Thank you, Nelson. Yes. Not sure if you guys are familiar with all the Fantastic Four runs, but here's a question for the crew. What run of Fantastic Four is the best? Kirby Lee, Byrne, Wade, Hickman, or other? Thanks, Nelson. I would not know this, Nelson. Thank you for sending in a question that I have no connection to. I'm just kidding. But this is obviously one that Roger can answer. Yeah. Um, well, my, I, I, I told Johnny before we started that I've got a really soft spot for Lee and Kirby. Uh, that's what I was reading when I was a kid. Um, I, you know, I love their run. Um John Byrne, I mean, he's got he's got a great run, but um, I'm always going to go with Lee and Kirby. And Hickman had a Hickman had a great modern story arc for them, um, but I I don't think it captured the same sense of wonder and adventure, right? That Lee and Kirby and Byrne had Definitely. back in the day. Yeah, I my personal favorite <laughs> is the John Byrne stuff. But I'll always remember like the big moments from uh, Lee and Kirby's run, you know, the this man, this monster, and uh, the coming of Galactus and things like that. 
actually uh i wanted to mention i read a trade um about a week ago it's called the fantastic spider-man and this was right mm. after this was the future foundation right after johnny storm's death it's dan slot writing spider-man and the fantastic four show up in this trade and i found out that dan slot writes uh the fantastic four perfectly like he gets he gets them down and huh. that uh, trade just made me excited for Dan Slot's run because I feel like it could be a really good one, you know. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, that or Chip Zdarsky, I would have loved that too. Yep. <coughs> I think Same. the uh, Fantastic Four history period is just—I feel like it's extremely important to look back on now, mm-hmm. especially because the new Fantastic Four is finally coming. The the first family is finally back. It's, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm excited. All right, is that it for you that? Should, you should read some Fantastic Four. I probably would if I, you know, had the time. Fantastic or, reads, you should or care. try it. <laughs> Come on, Cody. I'd probably go straight to Hickman's run because I'm familiar with Hickman, and right, I know I probably wouldn't be let down by that. His is pretty epic. Yeah, yeah, because he did Death of Johnny Storm, right? That was right. him, dude. That issue, yeah, that issue was was phenomenal. Yeah. That's what I remember hearing about that. Yeah. I think I started coming into the shop right around the time that that ended. Yeah. This wasn't a uh, Fantastic Four, but uh, Fraction's FF run was actually okay. pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, but, I didn't read a lot of that. But still, uh, burn. And then uh, Blake, who for some reason felt the need to text me his question, even though he's here talking to Matt <laughs> in the back, uh, says, which series in the DC Rebirth era do you think is the most underrated? Ooh. Uh, let's see. I would say Red Hood and the Outlaws. <laughs> I think you were going to say that because that's what he was going to say. Yeah. Well, well really? Yeah. Possibly. I so, I mean, I K- Kayla loves Red Hood. I hate Red Hood. But when she made us review that first volume, I'm like, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, the first volume. Another yes. one, uh, Nathan yes. just lent me this, and we reviewed an issue a couple of weeks back, is uh, New Superman. Yep, yep. that's what New I was going to say. New Superman is fantastic. I'm just going to steal all of yours. For me, that's that hands down. <laughs> yeah. It's New Superman. Um, New Superman's so good. Yes. Thanks, Nathan. I also think Deathstroke is underrated. Yeah? I don't think a lot of people... I mean, Deathstroke's a cool character, and I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people really follow that book because of the tone of that book. Because it's so different from everything else that is kind of being done in DC right now. I like what Christopher Priest so is doing. So it's not dark and gritty like everything else? I'm just everything kidding. Everything in DC is not dark I and know gritty. it isn't. It's right? actually <laughs> bad. Do you yeah, want it's... me to, like, smack you <laughs> so hard that you just get sent back to school? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Mm. Um, but New Superman, uh, for sure. Deathstroke, I would say. Um, Batman Beyond. Really? Yeah, that's right. Batman Beyond Batman was really Beyond good. It's a really good book. Yeah, what is that, Jurgens? It. it was Jurgens in the beginning. Hmm. Um, and obviously there's the heavy hitters, but the underrated ones for sure. Or Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. I feel like Vin Diesel. And Green Lanterns. I think both. And Green Lanterns too. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. another yeah. one. There's a lot of those smaller titles that just don't. But I, I feel those, like and well, those are two books that are really living up to Jeff Johns's legacy, and that's so hard to do. Yeah, that is so hard to do. That that really is true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, all right, uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to our review section. So, Johnny, right? Yeah. So, this. <laughs> oh no, I broke. Uh, this week we read. Hold the, it together, Johnny. Yeah. All right. Hold on. <clears throat> We read uh, The Immortal Men by, I don't know who these people are. 
James Tynan and Jim Lee. It says it says Benjamin, but okay. Benjamin Ryan Benjamin did a couple of pages. To oh, Jim okay, Lee. okay. So James Tynion um, and so <laughs> Ryan Benjamin. You would actually like Ryan Benjamin. And uh, Jim Lee are the storytellers. And this is the book about uh, a kid named Camden. Nope. Caden. Caden. Oh, come Park. on. For the l- do you want us to do this? No, 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 no. no. I got it. Park, I got it. Such I got a cool it. kid. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. So uh, it's a story about this guy named Caden uh, who <laughs> is dreaming up some stuff, and they're actually oh coming to life, or they're re- real. Yeah, right. They are real. Dude, they are I'm going to – you, you, you oh didn't care gosh. for this book, right? The Immortal Man That's is okay. such a good book. You Let's, know how much, how much this book relates to I Kill Giants? Uh, yeah. Think about it. Okay. And that's like, you love that book. I mean, yeah, I do. Think about it. It's, I mean, it's a four. <laughs> okay. It's a four for me. All right. I really liked it. All right. I feel like you I'll let go of your throat now. Okay. <laughs> I, I literally read this when I got here and I was like, okay, I got to read this. And you know how I can't, uh, you know, keep focused when everybody's talking. Yeah, that's true. The so book, I, the I'll, book I'll, does I'll take focus. I'm going to reread it because I like it. And it is a little bit of a lengthy read in the right. beginning yes, of the book. Yes, absolutely. And you got to figure out where it's taking place, what's happening, what's real and what isn't. I, I, I kind of liked it at the same time because of that, because I was really kind of focusing in on what was happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it Yeah, it definitely pulled you in and, yeah. and, and made you kind of focus on, on what was going on, but not in a not in a laborious way. No. It was it was kinda easy. I I loved this book. I really did. I thought um again, it kinda it kinda stoked that, that wonder and imagination from comics when I was a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of these characters. Well they're all new. That's yeah. the best they're part. All new. You never I know. thought the Immortal Men were The Immortal Men is a team name. That they've had, okay, or a mortal man. I can't remember if that's the case, but this team, I'm fairly certain, does not exist before this book. Okay, so any mm-hmm. of these characters, yeah. okay. Um, the only thing pre- previously existing is the Batman who laughs, who makes an appearance in this book. Right. Other than that, everything else is brand new. So, like the 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 campus, all that stuff. It was it was fun for me because I I'm kind of on this big wild ride. Also, did they so, not kill the Batman who laughs? The Batman Who Laughs was in this book, so. Well, I'm assuming that this happened right before the end of Metal. Oh, okay. Right. Like uh, that part that he appears in is the beginning of this book. Right, yeah, you're That's right. That's how I took it, that that was, you know. Because that's the only thing that, that I didn't like about five. it. But that's yeah. about it. My only complaint about the, the book is because DC's been pushing these previews for the new age of DC superheroes. They've been putting a lot of previews in the backs of the issues, and they gave away the ending to the first issue in the preview. That's my only complaint. Um, it's the second time they've the pre- done that. Oh, see, I, I haven't been reading those. Yeah. So the, the preview oh, really? was like the last three or four pages. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. Not, wow. That's so I kind of I kind of felt a little gypped because I had read that already. The cliffhanger was the exact thing that I saw in the preview. Yeah. And I thought maybe that would be the middle of the book or something like that. I mean, granted, it was nice to have all the setup to the the stuff because we were talking about the cool villains that they kind of introduced, the Hunt and um, Immortal Woman. Yes. Um, we didn't the get infi- any... The Infinity, in, right? Excuse me, Infinity, Infinity Woman. Yeah. Infinity Woman. We yeah. didn't get any of that in the preview. We just got the last couple pages, huh. um, you know, introducing that, you know, that Immortal Men squad with all these characters, which was kind of cool, but... Um, yeah, how they got up to all that point, we didn't get in the preview. 
So I was a little perturbed about that. I wish they would. I I don't like when the cliffhangers are given away and the you know. I think that would have bothered me too. But that being said, I really liked the book. I really liked it too. Um, I think it was just I I I'm going to reread it because I I wasn't in the right headspace because like I said I can't really focus and have AUD. But anyway, um, it was also just a a little bit not all over the places it was just a lot of information that i had to kind of take in mm. um well it's a whole new concept dude right yeah, yeah exactly absolutely whole, uh, new, whole new this is a whole new like i think corner of the dcu that tynan's kind of carving out right this is like you know well it's the first issue it's going to be like a first issue it's going to drop a bunch of knowledge for you like this mm-hmm. this doesn't feel like uh most of the, f- of the first issues for marvel and dc's books because like you kind of know oh uh, what's gonna happen, or what the world, yeah, the state of the world, is. right? And with this, it's kind of like you're dropped into here, and you don't know anything about <coughs> it, so you need to catch up and learn. And I think that's just like what not. It didn't bother me. It, it just that's what kept me from like loving it. But I really enjoyed it, and uh, I love the storytelling that um, Tinyon is uh, Tynion, doing. For the love of God, Jimmy. right? <laughs> Look up Ryan Benjamin's art. I think you'll like his stuff. All right, we'll do. I think I may have heard of him. Yeah, he de- he actually works on a his own pseudo anime because he really loves Japanese culture, also called Brothers Bond. Hmm. So, hmm. football player? Nope, that's not. Nope. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, do you have with, anything you wanted to say about it? I think so. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I got to see Jim Lee in this comic. I, yeah. I think he really. I mean, I mean, not just the guiding hand of the the art, but I mean, it's just his story. I mean, he helped create the Immortal Men. So. I mean, keeping that in mind and, and also playing with the imagination and the idea that so many of us dream, especially when I was a kid, dream about being a superhero and what would my power be? And now we got this kid, Caden. Trying who, to find your place where you fit in. in that absolutely. And, and I mean, and I relate so well to the part where he's like, you know, I just I don't fit in. I feel like there needs to be a higher calling and I don't know what that is. I, I mean, sometimes I just sit down and I question that about myself. There where a, do I fit in? What, there what is my place? That when he's at the counselor... And mm-hmm. uh, she says, he's like, what was the problem this time? Because he has an anxiety attack or something. Right. And she's like, she, he's just a good kid trying to find a, something good to do in the world or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Absolutely. It was a great line that I thought yeah. Absolutely. was really well done. And and I thought he was even more humble of him that he did see a vision of his counselor and he didn't say anything. He was like, I saw nothing. It was, well, she was doing nothing. Her life is, you know, it's not meaningful. And so I, I gravitate with that. And I also, I really like the part where... Um, he has to go to a concert with his friends and his mom doesn't want him to go. And he's, he's, you know, very humble about it, but he's also like, I, you know, I won't drink. There won't be any drinking. If there is, I won't do anything stupid. And if I do anything stupid, it, it won't be anything illegal. You know, he's, he's very humble. And I, I really, I like that. I admire that about him. And, and I, you know, I'm pushing for him to really, you know, I mean, the whole book I'm thinking, is he going to meet them? Is he going to meet them? When will he finally encounter, you know, the, the immortal man and, and it's a great story. I some of the names I haven't gotten behind yet, and I'm hoping that'll you know, it'll overcome me eventually, and I'll you know I'll learn to love that too. But I mean the story, the characters, it's there, and, and I'm excited. Well, in, in, in a in, in a way too, we get to grow with this character because oh, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't understand his place um, or you know his his future. He knows that we know there's something there, mm-hmm. as as does he. But you don't know what that is yet. So 
um, but he's going to help save the world. Yeah, that's all we know. So that's kind of cool. We get to get to kind of discover it as we go along. Absolutely, and I think it's interesting too that the immortal men have existed for forever underground or in a in a different. I think it's underneath Earth is where they said it. Somewhere underground, they're like a mile below Philadelphia. Right. So, um, what was also like um, holding me back a little bit? Like, I know the new age of heroes is has mostly been, you know, new superheroes. Mm -hmm. So when I heard that the Immortal Men were a group before, I thought, okay, well, I kind, I should probably know what they should be about. Uh, So you're saying like I don't need to know anything to enjoy this comic? Absolutely not. No, I don't think you do because I don't think. there was the Immortal Man and the Forever People. Right, right, right. That was a previous title from New Fifty Two era, and then there might have been an Immortal Man way back. But from from what I and don't quote me on this, I could be wrong. Larry would be the guy to to ask. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember any of these characters from a previous run, and if they are there, right? Well, you can kind of assume that those guys were killed. Yeah. I mean, they the way the way the book starts out. Yeah, you can say, well, there used to be hundreds. Now, now there's not not mm-hmm. so many. So, but the other thing I like is freaking the character designs of the Immortal Men. Oh yes, absolutely Such a great. Like visual, like uh, dude, the glowy guy. I don't know what his name was. What's was it Ghost Fist? Ghost. I think Fist? his name was. Ghost I think Fist, it is Ghost Fist. Which sounds like either the, like a great superhero name or a hip hop name. Either way. <laughs> I'm down. Johnny's thinking about it now. Ghost Fist is a pretty good name. Yeah. Ghost Fist. And then The Hunt and uh, what's uh, the, the villain's name? The Hunt. The Hunt is the guy who I think looks like an incredibly awesome new version of almost like Deathstroke, the assassin. Mm-hmm. And then um, Infinity Woman. What's her name? Yeah. Infinity An Infinite Woman. Woman. Infinite okay. Woman. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I, I love her, her character design. Uh, uh, this yeah. guy? No, this guy. Uh, the don't know the, the goblin looking dude, the hairy looking monster. Yeah, he reminds me of that guy from Adam Warlock and the Infinity Watch. Hmm. Um, no, they reference all the their goblin names looking too. Dude. Um, but yeah, so no. Johnny, you rated it four? Yeah, I like it. I should probably read it oh, again. Man, four it doesn't. <laughs> four out of five. Okay, okay. That's yeah, we go out of five. Okay. Oh yeah! Don't think that it was <laughs> out of ten. Yes, four four out of five. That, it that sounds good. Four and a half for me, Brandon. I, I'm gonna level with you too. Four and a half out of five. It was a great read. Yeah, four and a half. The only reason I'm really dinging it is because I read Spoiler? the ending. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that that that, 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 that hits me hard. Yeah. there's nothing wrong with this book at all. It's it's a great great new book. Um. Character designs are great. I for me, it's the best first issue of any of these New Age of DC heroes yeah. that I've read. Definitely, I really first liked issue. I really liked a lot of them so far. It's t- I, but I'm a fanboy. So. I really like Sideways. Yeah. Anyway, all right, Brandon, tell us about our indie book. Okay, our indie book this week is Sonic, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, issue two. This is from um, IDW now. Yes, mm-hmm. not IDW from Archie, not Archie. Um, and so having not read the first issue, jumping into the second issue, I felt like it was a really light, really fun read. 
it's Sonic. It's always gonna feel. It's like great, that. and I just I feel like you know not previously reading too much Sonic. You know, it, it reminds me of the old video games that I played. Did you ever watch the old cartoon? Oh god. Uh, briefly, like I you know sometimes. I'm, I'm a little older than you, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I my knowledge of Sonic is not super great in depth, but I can tell you that these characters they have depth. I don't know if it's been like this previously for Sonic, but I mean, it didn't feel like it was a book geared towards kids or just a fun-loving, action-packed book. But I mean, these characters, they have depth. Amy has so much depth. And Sonic, I feel like just as a character, he's, I feel like there's a grown maturity where like, you know, he, he feels like he is the hot shot. He is on top of it. He knows what he's doing and he knows what he wants out of life. And so while these are fun, colorful cartoon characters, um, there's there's so much depth involved in the book. So if you read further, if you look further, you're gonna like this book. It's a fun, easy read, um, and there's action, there's tension, there's drama, there's romance. I don't want to sound like a you know commercial here for an action movie, but it's uh, it's a great read. Who's who's it by? Who were the writer and artist? Uh, it's Flynn and Thomas. Isn't Ian Flynn the guy that's been writing Sonic? Couldn't I tell you. Could swear. Be. That he that or Mega Man, he was writing something over at Archie with these two characters because. Oh, and maybe so. The artwork is absolutely fantastic. I mean, I every I mean every yeah, whoever Adam Bryce Thomas is draws a really fun comic. It is absolutely perfect. I mean, the there's there's no misinterpretation here at all with what's happening. What's great is the first couple pages. There's no there's one bubble of dialogue from Sonic, yeah, and then the next two pages is just a bunch of. E- yes. action sequence stuff and I love that with each action or each hit or each smash you know there's a word for it yeah. you know kind of like old uh, Adam West 66 it's great and his little paparazzi like yeah we love you that was so awesome it's, <laughs> I mean it's 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 a great read you know what's standing out to me right now as I flip back through this is how expressive his facial expressions are on the characters mm-hmm. he really went out of his way to make uh, you know these goofy facial expressions on Sonic and a lot of the the other characters. Oh my gosh, Amy too. I feel like yeah. she has so many scenes where it's like you know what she's feeling. Like, oh, she's in love with this guy, but oh my god. And oh, the the best scene for me out of this book um is when she finally levels with Sonic and she says, "You know, I I don't want you to change. I love you just the way you are." Man, that is that is goals for me. <laughs> I need to find Yes, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. It was an easy read. Um not not my usual fare, but uh I was a big fan of of the original uh Genesis game. Mhm. Um the only good one. <laughs> bite your tongue. Dude, have you played any recent Sonic games? I don't need to, bro. They're it's bad. Sonic. Um, They're it's bad. Sonic. There's one I hear where he turns into a werewolf that isn't probably isn't so good. <laughs> Just look up videos on Sonic Boom. But the comic, I would say, you know, any, you know, anybody out there, you know, wanting to pick these up for their kids uh, or, or themselves, you know, it's fun. It's just just pure fun. Yeah, I really, you know, I'd, I've been kind of hoping we were going to do Sonic or Mega Man. That's stuff from my past, my childhood <coughs> that as a kid I loved. So I'm glad to see that. Sonic's not that old, though. They're. Bro, that was around in the, the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, it's, it's I almost... I think it's 91. It's almost 30 years old, Johnny. I was it's making been around a while, huge joke. fan base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm loving that wasn't, it wasn't very good. No. <laughs> um, 
But uh, so I, w- I was I'm happy to see that the characters are enduring and that they're doing still doing fun stuff and making them, you know. Mm-hmm. Great to read and all that, and then the next issue, Knuckles shows. Oh, up. I'm so I've excited always, for Knuckles! Always, I've always loved Knuckles. Yes. I love the 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 interplay between Sonic and Knuckles that that friendly rivalry mm-hmm. that they have. So, um, Johnny, I hate Sonic. Oh, this seems no. like this book would be like right up your alley. The book the is pr- fun. The book is very fun for any uh, person, any anybody that wants a fun just all ages comic. This is a good read. I detest Sonic. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel so like there's sad. a lot of depth here. These characters, they, they feel more, they act more, they do I mean, more. Yeah, but I feel like it's not why, a, Johnny. I've read so many kid comics that have much more depth than this, have much more substance than this. Well, there's what I mean just, is, but it's Sonic. I mean... Mm, that's why it's going down for me, because it's not... I don't like... Okay, so I don't like Sonic, uh, why? first of all. Um... Because <laughs> he had one video game and people fell in love and then everything. That's how it works. No, and then everything after that is, has just been utter. That's bleh. not true. What about it, Deadpool? What about Deadpool? I mean, I don't know. I feel like the way that you're you're describing Sonic for me, I feel like is like Deadpool. Everybody like he had one video game or he had one, you know, comic. Everybody loved him. He became mainstream and now, now there's a bandwagon. Yeah, I know. But like but there's the more thing is, to Deadpool. There's more to Sonic. Sega hasn't done anything good with Sonic since... Sonic 1. That's not true. Just because <laughs> you played one. I've played all of them. You've played all of them and you Most don't like it. Yeah. Boy, you are an embellisher and a yeah, half. I am. <laughs> I've played so, all of them. So, so the, which was like three. So a really good Sonic game that just came out. No, we're not going down this route. Sonic hole, Mania? Because that redoes Sonic Johnny, 1. Johnny, but anyway, um, I don't. So that's the thing. I don't like Sonic. You know, I, I guess raised in the 90s, I was a Nintendo kid. You know, uh, my friend had a Sega, but I didn't like uh, Sonic. Now the truth comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wanted a Sega. He's you been, wanted a. He's bitter so and jaded. You just Hell said no. it's okay. I hate. I hate. Can't have hate you so much. What did Sega have like besides it. Sonic? A lot of Echo. games. Echo. Echo. That's true. Echo the Dolphin. What's that? It's freaking amazing. Never beat that thing either. Yeah. Never beat that game. Of course, it would kind of lull you to sleep while you played it. There was actually a but, lot of freaking great games on Sega Genesis that yeah. I never got all the way to the end through. Some of them were tough. The Sega Genesis version of Aladdin is really good. That was fun. Yeah, we that had that. That was a fun one. Yeah. Anyway, no. So, so Sonic is yeah. okay. Right. So, <laughs> rate this uh, book, Johnny. Uh, three. Travesty. Ooh. Four stars. Definitely a four. Yeah, four. Yes. I've read better kid comics than this. You guys, oh, uh, well, well, I mean, of course there has to be, but it's yeah. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not like this is the greatest kids comic ever made. Right. But this was a fun comic it's that I think forward. any kid yeah, is gonna anybody just have ages, fun with. Yeah. Right. But I feel yeah. like there's nothing to grab onto here for kids. It's just that's a lie. Oh come on! It's That's a lie from the pit of hell. From <laughs> whence you're going to Sonic. He moves fast. You're He's, telling kids to eat their carrots, Johnny. Kids need sugar too. Of course. I mean, no, it's like <laughs> if he was kids gay, would you be- like it better? No, kids deserve better. Well, maybe they, they deserve. See, Bru- there it is. <laughs> they deserve the bias. They deserve no. Brussels sprouts. Kids, no, kids deserve better than this kids book. Is- this book, uh, kids is, uh, deserve better. No, actually, this book is okay. This book is fine. This book is just uh, <laughs> a you know a quick. Brandon's getting a, fr- a taste of my life. Oh we, man, yeah. I feel you. No, so, so th- <laughs> You know, it's it's okay. It's well, just I would rather 
Uh, wait, wait for issue three. Maybe Knuckles will question his identity. I freaking hate Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I hate Knuckles. There's got to be something that you can identify with, with some of these characters. Um, yeah, because there is a large cast in Sonic, and not that they're all in this issue. What's this girl's name? Amy. Right, I like her. That's I, about. I it. love Amy a lot. Actually. Yeah, I like she, her. She seems genuine. Sonic seems like. Never mind. Let's nose up. a punk. Nose exactly. up. Exactly. I want to punch him. Nose up is the best him. word I can <laughs> use. That's my grandma's word. Nose up. He's he's got it. Like he is the. He's very you know, confident. Yeah. Sometimes too confident. Uh, yes. But, but there's always a lesson that goes but along with yeah. it. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Let's move on. What's yeah. with his obsession with chili dogs? It's an every. Been, like, who doesn't uh, have a, an obsession with chili dogs? Quick, dogs quick reference. Do you even eat chili dogs? Do you even know chili dogs? I do. They're disgusting. Oh. Then you don't know. Yeah. Anyway. That's from the freaking cartoon. You know what? Next week. Sonic sucks. Fight me. <laughs> a buttload of chili dogs, and we're all going to just get down. Bring it on. Dogs. Somebody please yeah. respond to this. Fight Johnny on Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> right. What's up next? You're going to tell me that Sonic is better than Mario? No. All right. Uh... The next book that we're reviewing is Domino, number one, the fabulous first issue by Gail Simone and David Baldion. Uh... Deemed a failure by the clandestine super soldier program known as Project Armageddon, Nina Thurman's military, or excuse me, mutant ability causes random telekinetic phenomena that effectively give her quote unquote good luck. Using her gift, she operates as a renowned mercenary. I love this book. Did you? Nice. I love really? this book. Awesome. Do you know anything about Domino? Yeah. I don't. But I love this book too. Dear God, John. No, I was just wondering. I was the, the the thing that I had in my mind because when we read uh no, uh you and I talked about it. When I read Rogue and Gambit, I loved it, and you said that it didn't feel like Rogue and Gambit. Since I don't know Rogue and Gambit, I loved it. And I was just wondering if since I don't know Domino, was that affecting how I like this book? Hmm. It's I had, a different take on Domino for sure. Is it? Yeah. I Well I have one knock on this book. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so that point, when, because I knew, I look, I know who Domino is. Okay, I know her power set, um, and vaguely, it's not like you know, I, I don't read a lot of X books. Um, she was created during a time where I wasn't reading comics at all, and so I, I you know, I didn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. was it like one? Um, she was cable. She was part of Cable's team. She was, but in in, in the New first, mutants. yeah, that's what it was. New Mutants. Yeah, in the in the first five pages of this book. She goes, I mean, she opines and opines and opines about her powers. Yeah. Again yeah, and again and again. I feel you. And I was like, man, you are trying. And I understand they want to give new readers, you know, an introduction to who she is mm-hmm. and what they are. And, you know, and maybe stuff doesn't always, you know, it, it works out. You know, luck is always in her favor. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that bad stuff's not going to happen to her either. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes stuff, the house wins. Yeah. You know, but you can show that. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can, you don't have to take, you don't have to take, you know, 30 exposition boxes <laughs> to to lay that out and repeat yourself. Yeah. Right. You can, you can have one very, you know, well-crafted sentence so, to get that across, you know? Because, you know, you could be where, you know, hey, I win. I win. I win. Oh. Oh, crap. 
Yeah. <laughs> I won, but, you yeah. know, something. I don't know. Um, after after we got through that, because I think the writer was trying so hard. Gail. So, yeah. Yeah. And I love Gail. Gail's, I do. Gail's won me over. Like, what she writes, I'll read. Yeah. I really will. Um, I, I think she was trying so hard to, you know, give people a a very clear understanding mm-hmm. of of her yeah. yes oh, which yeah, is no, I, might be warranted for because it's been a while since we've well, so, seen see, i didn't even know her name her, her name i know nina nina, 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 nina i never knew like that and yeah. i'm still i'm trying to remember I was the like, name of okay. her teammates yeah. too yeah. so uh but, i remember crazy inez from a deadpool comic okay. yeah like yeah. she's a mercenary so no, like but, i like that she pulled in some of the like deadpool makes an appearance i like that mm-hmm. the other mercs within the Marvel Universe made appearances at the birthday party and all that stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. that was great. So um, her powers are that she has good luck? Yeah. Yeah, yes. it's like somebody's going to fire a gun and it's either going to you know jam or it's going to misfire. Back okay. Okay. And it's, it's so, Everything's going to work out to her favor. And so then she, you mentioned how uh, and uh, her first appearance was New Mutants 98. I was right. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so you mentioned that <laughs> one time, the one time Johnny gets that, the one that, point. That, he's gonna make sure uh, he, it was too much know. in the issue, but I felt like it, I just front, it was it was very front loaded with that. Right. Uh, I feel I mean, like I, and I since I don't know anything, I felt like I got the right amount because I got it twice, mm-hmm. once in the beginning, uh, another time in the middle, and then when it failed at the end, I was like, oh right, she's should survive from this but she's not going to and i think oh, those no, are the, of course she is right right well yeah obviously <laughs> <laughs> well because but, i think but i, I think like I for me that. it helped me understand like her actual powers uh and yeah it, she did mention it uh, a bit but m- to me since i don't know anything about her i think it didn't come as like forced maybe uh, that it came off as to you okay yeah. If this See, was a DC title, you would be agreeing with Roger. <laughs> Just be honest, Johnny. It's okay. Uh, no, I agree. Like uh, uh, they did say it a lot, but it helped me understand her powers. I have the perfect comparison. But probably if Domino it was, yeah, and, and DC. Okay. Good. So uh, backtrack a little bit to the beginning with Red Hood and the Outlaws. Mm-hmm. Jason Todd never fails to mention that he has died and come back to life in God. an issue. He always always finds a way <laughs> and maybe that's just his trademark thing but i'm kind of getting tired of him saying that he's always died and come back to life and so i feel like in this issue of domino roger i absolutely agree with you that was my one big gripe she was very repetitive and okay i get it yes i know your power i understand and then it got to a point in the book where i i, I had to level a little bit and say okay maybe i get it now there's way more thoughts in this book than her actual dialogue so maybe they just want you to think constantly, what is Domino thinking? Oh, this is what she's thinking. And this is what she's thinking, even when there isn't a mm. thought bubble. So I get it. She, I mean, even when she responds to some characters, it's just in thought. and She doesn't actually say anything out loud. <laughs> so I get it. The book is all about her and her thoughts. That well, part. You know, that's a, no, that's a great yeah. point. And actually, actually I, w- I, would, I would soften my stance a little bit because you could have, in, in doing that, now you have, you have a character who is definitely uh focused on her reality in this world especially given the fact that like the other mutants say yeah well hey you i didn't hit the jackpot yeah you're a celebrity and she's mm-hmm. like oh well because yeah i am pretty this- hot <laughs> yeah <laughs> and on that note dude david baldion 
Dude, his yeah. art is wicked pretty. Once again, yes. great facial expressions. Absolutely. Great and action sequences. Yeah. The ugliest, puppy cutest dog puppy face. dog face <laughs> that I've ever seen in a comic. Yes. I love the expressions, too. But that's what. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. This page, that. Well, the uh, one pages, too, especially the opening. and The splash any, pages? You know, yeah, the full pages. Sure. Those are absolutely beautiful. I love yeah. the dog. Yes. Like, I just immediately felt when i opened up the for to you know the first page it's just like okay well you already know how you're gonna get me hooked to the series <laughs> you're all about the pug life i am pug life chose you <laughs> yeah. yeah hugs not pugs or pugs not hugs Stop. whatever pugs not drugs i don't know how that fun goes anyway the other pugs thing and I, drugs wow okay <laughs> the other thing that uh that doesn't surprise me with you um the other thing that I liked is they kind of give you a little bit because I didn't know that Domino came from because once again my knowledge is solely from the X stuff that I'd seen her in typically on a team so they never right. really flushed out a lot of her at least to my knowledge once again not a big Marvel guy either but I like this page of giving us that there was something troubling in her past mm-hmm. um, and I could just like be my ignorance of the character but I'm like I feel like that added an extra layer of depth yes, that I needed to. to really latch on to this book. Yes. Right. Because um, she's like, she's like bringing up tormenting. a bad yes. memory. Yes. This yeah. is, this is her world that we are trying to, you know, visualize and see. And especially with all those thoughts, you know, it, it, it kind of helps a little bit and nobody in the whole, you know, the whole party knows this except her one teammate. Yeah. It was like, okay, I get it. You need to cool down. And, yeah. You know, and then that leads into probably the worst part. Yeah, and that goes to kind of counter the whole, you know, you know, I'm a celebrity. Yeah, you think I'm a celebrity? Yeah. You don't know me. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Which was, I thought, brilliantly done. I mean, there are so many celebrities that look like they have the glamour and the fame and they're unhappy. I mean. Yeah. 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 And and that you all, you always assume that because they have fame or money or whatever, that life is rosy. That's not it. Nobody's life is rosy. Absolutely. But uh, this is. In all honesty, this is a Marvel book that I think I want to subscribe to. Sweet. It's that. Wow. It's. I'm not joking. And look, you guys know my biases. It's that good. I mean, I like it, but I don't know. I feel like I like the Mortal Men more. I want to subscribe oh, yeah. to Immortal Men. I mean, well, that's okay. Well, I, I think they're like about the same. I, I I feel the same. Like most of the most of the the new age of superhero books, I've been subscribing, and I'm gonna give at least a full story arc to. Mm-hmm. This is the first Marvel book that I've been excited. Like I want to read issue two. Oh, definitely. Cool. I I I, I love um, with you there. So I have I I I have a high rating for this. I have a full endorsement of this book. Like all, all the own rights are so I'm, I'm giving it a five point. personally, just because like wow. it surprised me. I agree. I totally agree. Sweet. There's a lot up front with the whole power stuff, but the art and Gail's storytelling. I was like, I I was I didn't know what to think about this book. I thought Marvel was going to pull another one of their, we're taking like somebody that shouldn't have a solo title and put it. Cause they, let's face it. They've done that a lot. They take a lot of characters yeah, off yeah. of teams that function really well on teams. And then they break that whole team apart and do all solo books, including the team book. And it's like, dude, we don't need a rocket and a Groot. We don't need a star Lord. Mm-hmm. The whole purpose of that is they're the guardians. They function well together. I always thought of Domino the same way, but whatever Gale, whatever Mojo Gale put into this, I'm down. I will. I will subscribe to this book and read it. That's how good it was. Sweet. Really is a fabulous first issue. 
It is. Yeah. Uh, it, it is extremely strong. And so, I, yeah. I personally, a... that's how I feel about it. So, and if anybody's been a longtime listener to mm-hmm. this, you know how honest that is for me. Like, how good it has to be for me to say that honestly. Nice. Right. And unbiased. It surpassed his bias. So. Okay. No, I mean, it, it was a great, great first issue. And I definitely want to at it, least read the second issue just to know if, like, there's a truck down there. Like, is it filled with pillows? Is that how she lives? Fall into the truck. Of uh, course, something's got to happen. A Marvel book just throat punched Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think? I'm going to give it a four and a half. Um, I still think the writing could have been a little sharper for me, um, but it was still it, it was it was a great book. The arts, the arts, just really fun. I, yeah. I, I really really liked it. Uh, I love this book. It. I don't want to call it grounded, but it's such a smaller story. It's a little bit more intimate. And I think those are the stories that I gravitate to. That's an apt description. Uh, towards yeah. You. Um, yeah, it, well, it takes, you know, she's a mercenary. Yeah. She does bad things for hire. Right. This is a you know book that I would want to read, and I was already subscribed to it, uh, you know, before it came out. So uh, it's a five for me. Sweet. Wow. Wow, I, I Let's just take a moment and revel <laughs> in the fact that for once, <laughs> me and Johnny agreed about a book. I'm pretty sure we agreed on something else. It's oh. few and far between, my right. man. Yeah. Pat on the back, you guys. Really? That was... Uh... <laughs> Go ahead, um, I am going to give this book a four. It it had its highs and its lows for me. Like I said, Roger, I totally agree. In the beginning, um, I thought it was really, really repetitive. And then I finally come full circle. I understand, yes, they want us in depth, you know, in her thoughts. What is she thinking at all times? So I, I respect that. I admire that. And I also really love the Wolverine reference where she gets thrown. And, oh, I'm not even Canadian. talking about that. I love the that. Fastball That's my special. favorite, yes, that was favorite brilliant. part. Absolutely. That's a great, yeah. Yes. People, uh, I don't want to spoil that, yes. but you should read the Fastball special great. reference. It's free, pretty funny. Yes. So Domino had highs and lows for me, but I, I give it a strong four. Nice. That's a good book. Very nice. Yeah. All right. What would you guys rather have reviewed in in place of what? I didn't get it. I haven't even picked up my pull yet, which really bugs me because I keep staring at the action comic Superman book that came out this week, and I know it's sitting in my pull waiting for me. 1,000 next week. Oh, 1,000 next week, man. It's going to be a glorious, glorious day. Yeah. What would I have rather read in place of one of these? Did you um, read any other books this week? This week, yes. I read, actually, I've been on a cloak and dagger craze. I was at WonderCon. I watched the first episode. It, it, I really, really did like it. Faces, Sorry. It's it's coming June 7th, I think, Freeform. And Not that really I'm soliciting good. or anything. But, um, yes. So I went back to the beginning, and I read Spectacular Spider-Man number 68. And that was the first appearance of Cloak and Dagger. Hmm. And I, I really, really liked that book. Um, I'm just I'm trying to get into you know who is cloak who is dagger what are they where do they come from and I mean the that book for me really put it in perspective they're kids they're they're trying to come to the United States Um, they make a deal with some people and they say hey if you test our drugs um, we will grant you you know you you can become US citizens basically Hmm. so a group of kids um, all immigrants they they try the drugs and unfortunately they all die except for two of them Cloak and Dagger um, which in this first issue you don't know their names um, which I think is Tandy and Tyrone Um, they I guess they have dormant metahuman genes in them and the drug activates their their metagenes and so it was very interesting to see a meta mutant, you know what I'm yeah, getting at. They got some dormant superpowers the in them. 
I'm pretty sure Marvel said meta at some has point. Been, has they, have they said meta in the past? I, and DC, I know for sure, has done mutants. With, have they? Yes, Batman versus Max well, mutants. Well, Domino, she says, we have a meta. meta. Okay. Yeah, I oh, think they, they crossed like that bridge. Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, it's an interesting read. And they the way that they initially pulled off, I think, Cloak and Dagger was through Spider-Man, of course. And their their mission is to go after the people that originally gave them their powers. They, they want them to pay. They want revenge. And and they do it, actually. These guys end up dying. The initial guy, they while Spider-Man's trying to fight uh, Cloak, um, Dagger takes out one of the scientists. And I was like, whoa, no way. These guys are killers. They're out for revenge. And and it, it really it does pick up for me. It's a great first book. If you haven't, um, take a minute. Do some homage before you watch the first Cloak and Dagger episode. Um, and and travel back to the first comic. It, it's a great read, Johnny. Um, this week I read something. Uh, um, Captain America number seven hundred. And for those that uh, are not reading Captain Mark Wade and Chris Samney's run on Captain America, uh, it is some of my favorite Captain America that I've ever read. This issue just uh, it it. It shows what Steve Rogers is truly about and how he will do anything, uh, you know, for for A the dollar? people. For oh. the, for <laughs> no, well, no, for, for the people. Um, and he doesn't give up. And I think uh, Wade and Samney just capture what Captain America should be. And uh, I honestly, like, I'm telling everybody, pick up this criminally short, run of Captain America because it's some of the best I've ever read. Wow. Nice. I think I will have to try that one. For yeah. Sure. I'm a only, big Cap fan too and I haven't. It's uh, only five issues of, uh, I mean the trade's going to come out soon. Um, I think he started with 695 uh, and now it's 700 and it's just amazing. And plus there's a backup uh, story by Mark Wade and Jack Kirby. Wow. Uh, and it's also really good. All right. Uh, highlights next week. The big books that we're reviewing are Amazing Spider-Man number seven ninety nine. Apparently, we're gonna oh, we're gonna go to eight hundred one. We're on gonna that. go to eight hundred one. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. All right. I'm down. I'm really excited. I, I think. Yeah, the, I think it's the same with the DC book. Which one is that? Action Comics one thousand. Did you really just forget? Yeah, I did. Oh my god! DC's week next week is end loaded, guys. I mean, uh, I know we don't typically read off this the the titles anymore. This but is, yeah, that's gonna be because Action one thousand is a big meaty book. We've got Superman 45 coming out, which is the end of the Gleason Tomasi era. Yeah. And oh. we've got Mr. Miracle out next week. Mm-hmm. Like there's some, yeah, there's some good stuff coming out. Creature of the Night, Batman Creature of the Night. Oh number my three God, of four. I love that's, I think that's one of my favorite there, DC books right some, now. There's some, there's some heavy hitters coming out next week, guys. So Super Sons 15, I think that's the last Super Sons issue. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then our indie book, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number twenty six. Oh, shattered. Grid. Oh, we're continuing. Oh yeah, that was the other one. Yeah, because that was that was yeah, awesome. I, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see how strong a follow up it is to sweet. Okay, because we also have Black Hammer Age of Doom. Oh right. So. Por qué no los dos? Why not both? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. You see with your eyes, not with your hands, Johnny. Um, there you go. 
Isn't there that one Batman villain who's got like eyes for fingers and the Batman beats him as he throws a cactus at him? <laughs> he has to catch it. That sounds like a cartoon. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, that, right. that may end up depending on what we have more of to to work with. So to be to be determined. determined yeah. TV Skyward TV. number one also coming out next week. All right, Roger. Tell us about our graphic All right, novel. so the graphic novel we reviewed this week is Shazam from the pages of Justice League. Yes. Written by Jeff Johns, art by Gary Frank. The immortal Gary Frank. Um, I forgot that he drew this. And just book. two or three pages in, I was like, oh, my God, that's that's Gary Frank, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um it, yeah, so I mean it's really pretty too, and they're such a good team. They've been they've been together for a long time, but this is a this is um, this is Shazam in the New Fifty Two era. Uh, magic has has been absent in the world, and this guy, Doctor Shivani, Savannah, 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 yeah, okay, Tata um, which fun fact. It's Mark Strong in the movie. It is. It's yeah. the guy that played Sinestro you guys, in Green I'm, Lantern. I'm the biggest Shazam fangirl ever, and the movie's finally coming. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't say the word Shazam enough. Yeah. Um, he felt like he had unfinished business at DC, so he's like, I wanted to play another evil guy. <laughs> yeah, so um, Magic has, has largely been absent from the world. Dr. Savannah wants to restore it because science has failed him. Uh, and his family members have died, so he's turning to magic. Um, he ends up freeing Black Adam from his imprisonment. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, um, the last wizard uh, inhabiting the Rock of Eternity is old. This dude's old, yes. and he decides to um, bestow... Uh, his power into a new Shazam, uh, the like a caretaker of magic, mm-hmm. and he chooses uh, Billy Batson, who is a punk. Can uh, I take a minute? Here? Good kid. He's a good kid, but he's he's a, he's a punk orphan mm-hmm. um, who has potential. Go ahead, Brandon. Okay. So the the I think the beauty and the pain in this book is I mean there's so many I think I know what you're gonna talk about well, maybe but maybe not but think Go back ahead. now okay so when this when this book was first originally published it was in the back pages of Justice League yep the beginnings of this book for me were extremely difficult and I feel like for some readers it might be difficult to pick up on a you know a punk Billy Batson because I, but, I knew you were gonna go there because the old Billy Batson was yes. the good old well here's the kid, thing the, here's the, the leave thing. it to Beaver kind of era I I am I as far as I'm concerned, the biggest Shazam fan on the planet. And for me, Billy Batson is a People kid People struggled who is, with that. For me, Billy Batson is a kid who is pure of heart, right? That is the foundation that Billy Batson is built on. That is Captain Marvel. That is Shazam, right? But in this book, there's a beautiful moment where, I mean, the wizard has so much trouble trying to cast the perfect, you know, the new mightiest mortal. And he can't do it. He's like, there is nobody who's pure of heart. And Billy tells him, hey, if you're looking for somebody who's pure of heart, you're not going to find one. It's just not possible. And then the wizard learns that, oh, well, people can have the intent to be good, to do good. You know, that pure of heart, it's it's in all of us in certain aspects. And the wizard, you know, he, he learns that and then then he's out of time and he casts Billy as 
as the new Shazam. So I, I really like that. Sorry to Yeah, when oh no, it's good. When um when Johns originally wrote this story in the backups, I I was kind of on the other side of it. I absolutely loved it. I loved the uh, it it made sense to me, you know, and I think that, you know, Jeff Johns has always kind of been able to put his finger on what a character needs to be, you know, in in the modern world. And I definitely I always, I, I I was a Shazam fan growing up, mm-hmm. but I think you know as an adult, one of the problems that I have now with it is like, he's he's a different guy. Yeah, you're a kid now, you're a superhero, but he was an adult too, and I really thought it was beautiful how um, Jeff Johns made the kid s- still be. You know Shazam when he mm-hmm. when you know I mean yeah yes, he's he's an adult and everything physically. But mentally, he was he was still a kid, right? And I thought, I mean, to me, that made perfect sense, because uh, that would. No, I see what you're it saying. It would it would be it would probably be more in tune with the kids' wishes. I don't want to be an adult. I want to be a superhero. Right. You know. Right. And I think I think a way that that was previously illustrated beautifully, I think, was in Convergence, and there's a split moment in time where, in between the lightning that strikes. Billy gets to talk to Captain Marvel and that depicts that, Oh, are they two separate people? Are they totally, you know, what, what's going on here? Are they different? And so I think with that comes the, in the new 52, yes, it is still Billy in, in the body of a superhero and he's completely in control while there's the wisdom of Solomon and he just, you know, knows things. Um, he's in control. So I, I definitely like that, which is the, Hey, I'm gonna go, you know, to a liquor store because I'm an adult now, and that's what I want to do. It doesn't I just, really... There's so many. St- I completely agree with what you're saying, but there's just I'm flipping through this book, and there's so many great splash pages. Oh my god, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Where he just, I mean, how scary he makes Black Adam when Black Adam first appears. Yes, and then when Billy finally, you know, at the end, Shazam, and he just looks like he's annihilating uh, Black Adam with the lightning and whatnot. Like it's mm-hmm. there's just so many great pages yeah. in this book and once again Gary Frank master of facial expressions this freaking page yes yeah. that is when he first beautiful. like appears like oh god like I've yeah. recommended this uh, to several of my my former students that are into DC that know the movies mm-hmm. coming out like look can you tell me about Shazam I was like look the only thing I'm gonna tell you is Breed. Jeff Johns Gary Frank Shazam volume one yes and the beauty of it is it sets up so much more for Shazam in the new 52 and yeah. there's so many beautiful moments and Black Adam's ashes and the first time he punches Superman and, and then the dark side war and I mean it's it's great stuff and unfortunately not to knock anything or DC in particular but Shazam hasn't been around oh, not right. in rebirth it's been at least two years yep and the movie's coming and something's, I mean, not a word coming. not one magic word Something's uh, well, Wonder coming. Woman said it once, and you know, in, in there's, metal. There's but. something coming. There's no way they're. they're well, not. that was one of the things because I had forgotten. That was one of the things that bothered me about this book is when you get to that last page and it was like, it's so teased, mm-hmm. a series, you know, or a, a sequel to this story. You know, this a you know this isn't over. We're going to still go with this, <coughs> right? And yet, all that you ever after after this backup story. In Justice League, the only thing you ever saw of Shazam was guest appearances in other books or miniseries. Uh, yeah. He was technically on the team because he was part of. He, um, God. Well, he was part of. Uh, uh, um, geez, what's it called? 
the the series with the villains. Forever Evil. Forever, Forever Evil. He, he was a, Black yeah. Adam. I mean, he he yeah, was he like was, Billy, but trapped in yeah. Black Adam's body. Yeah, yes. there was that. And then he had a part in the Dark Side War. He did, and and so, that actually rewrote his continuity altogether. And he got new powers from new gods, and he could hear the gods' voices in his heads. And one hand is like invisible, the other hand's on fire. And it, I mean, that was the end that of was Shazam. Li- that, that was we saw. limited too. That was yeah, limited. that was like, one issue. He, end of Dark Side War. Yeah, and then you know after that, it was kind of like, okay, where has he been? So nowhere. Two issues of a Constantine comic. I think in the beginning of rebirth and since then nowhere so he i have a feeling that they're gonna do something soon i mean look in a perfect world the the comics wouldn't be contingent on what movies were coming out and whatever mm-hmm. but we know that this is the game that a lot of these guys play so being the fact that shazam's coming out I know. Theaters, well, there's gonna be some form of a book. I hope so. Well, and here's the and the, and the thing is, is like if it's good, I absolutely hope so too. I just don't want something definitely. that sucks just being forced out to make money off a movie. Right. Well, right. and the reality yeah. of it for me is, you know, there was a period in time where there was no Shazam. From 1953 to 1973, he wasn't in print. Twenty years of no Shazam. Now, and that's where some of the you know the bootleg backup stories come from in South America and the Middle East and Europe, and people took advantage of that. But I mean, to think that twenty years of no Shazam, and I mean we're only going here for two years, and there's going to be a movie, and I'm just as a fan, humbled, you know, regardless of what happens with this movie, I'm just excited that we get some representation. How'd you and, feel about the uh, the photo of Zach Levi in the costume? <laughs> Oh my god! I just the first picture where you see his back. I was like, turn around! I need to see the rest of it. And then I, <laughs> I, I digress. You know, it's finally we get some good up close shots, and I really love that the costume is simple but elegant. Attitude, I don't know about but, the, but I don't know about the muscle. I don't yeah. know. You know, and then I, now I got I got to look at Superman and look at Batman, and I wonder how much is padded, how much isn't. I just imagine him oh, squeaking man. as he's walking around the set. I don't know, you know? <laughs> maybe. And but the other day he posted, I think, a picture of himself yeah, shirtless. He's, he's, he's got, got some ripped. Ni- yeah. He is ripped. Zach he's got Levi. Some they, I give him a the, lot of credit. He did a great job, those, real fast. A lot of the the guys getting ripped. It's for the shirtless shots. I mean, that's right. that's the fan service for the ladies and and you know some of the right. gents that go to see those movies. Maybe and Black Adam but or they Savannah do, rip off. They do chest, have kind of like almost like an armor that's conformed so that it looks bulgy and muscular. And right. Well, that, I mean, so. even Henry Cavill, look at, at his suit, his arms. I mean, you can see the veins in the suit yeah. when he's not wearing the suit, you know? So, But it, I'm it, stoked for it. I think it'll be good. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. Johnny, what do you think? I really like this book. I, I, it sucks that there's nothing. Well, there's stuff after this, but nothing. Like, it's not a solid volume. Right. It's not a solid volume. Um, And I mean, this was what, 2011? I think it finished in 2013. Yeah, I yeah. think because this was backups that this was the second set of backups that they were doing in Justice League. So I think it was the the oh, second the second part, oh okay. second year. So yeah, because yeah. there was a lot of the the Pandora backups going on for a while. Right. I think it was like issue six of Justice League in the New Fifty Two that mm-hmm. they first started the shit. Okay. And this went and the the backups obviously went on for a while. Did it start with issue zero of Justice League? No, I think that it ended did, up being but a, issue zero of Justice League came out way like after. After seven, yeah, it was the thirteenth. No, no, it was the thirteenth month. Right, That's why right. I just asked. In the thirteenth month in September, DC took the month off. That was their thing. Right. Every mm-hmm. September, the first month they did zero. First, thir- in the thirteenth month they did zero issues. In the twenty-sixth month they did villains issues. But right. I think their thirteenth month it was a full issue dedicated to Shazam. It was. It was no, Justice I know it was. Zero. But I don't think but it was, was the start that, of it. I think it was actually like near the end. 
Oh. It was... Yeah, uh, I, I think, know. Yeah, the very, the I want to say that they were already invested into that story, and that was him f- getting to the end of the the climax of that story. Okay. Well, maybe? they also they they did take one. Here, epi- yeah, look they at took it. one issue of Justice League. I think it's Justice League issue twenty one or. It 22. could be that that I'm thinking of. That may be what you're thinking of, and that was an issue so, yeah. that completed the Shazam story. That might be what I'm. So thinking it of. was. Uh, it was. It's taken from the backups from Justice League seven through eleven, zero. 14 through 16, and then 18 to 21. So zero so, was in the middle. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. And then the they dedicated one Justice League issue, 21 or 22, mm-hmm. that was just to finish the Shazam yeah. story. Yeah, that was uh, 21. Yeah. Right. So no, uh, I mean, I really like it. I love that, um, like most DC things, I've never really read any Shazam. Um, <laughs> I, I really like the dynamic that Jeff Johns did with like this kid who wants to be a superhero. Like, I mean, what kid wouldn't want to be a superhero? And he, you know, shows us like what a kid would do with superhero powers. And I really enjoyed like the fun-loving aspect of it. Uh, and I mean, you guys have already just said so that, much about that Gary scene Frank. With him saving the the woman from the mugger. <laughs> oh yeah. So funny. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cuz she's like well, what can, what, what can I ever do to repay you and he's like well I'm a little short on cash. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in the full costume and everything. It's yes. Great. And then he goes to buy that trench coat, right? Freddy's in the yeah, thrift store the and thrift then he holds store. him up and then he's like this one and then from the outside Shazam's like he gives him thumbs up like yeah that one. So let me let me ask you this because typically we do this. You're on the you were you're on the show tonight because you wanted to read or review this, Absolutely. right? This was your pick, and we're a year from the release yeah. date of the movie. Excellent. So what we forgot to do is why did you want to review this book? Oh, and that's probably know. almost been answered by this point. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but why? I still wanted to get like you know the the yeah. official okay. thing from Brandon. Here's since that's what we do with our guests. Well, thank you, and I appreciate that. My my why why Shazam New Fifty Two. Um, it's good to reflect. We're a year from the movie, uh, which is, I think, the movie solely based off this, the new 52 it incarnation. Like it, yeah. it seems like I hope there's some throwback to the original. But my real why is when I look back on Shazam's history, there's been so many hit and misses with the origin. Um, there's, of course, the, the original one in the 40s. They brought him back in the 70s with you know the re-origin or where was he all this time. Again, in the 80s, we had the new beginning of Shazam. That's, again, another origin. And then in the 90s, we have Power of Shazam. Again, another origin. And then since then and in the early 2000s, we've, I just feel like there's been so many origins for Shazam. And finally, in 2011, we, or 2000, between 11 and 13, we finally get an origin that is stuck. And I think it's stuck for a good long while. The costume hasn't changed. It stayed the same. The continuity stayed the same. So I value this book for what it is because we finally get an origin, a new origin that's modern, that hasn't had to be rewritten or changed in any form or fashion. So I value that. I appreciate that. I know Jeff Johns has a soft spot for Shazam. I know he values him while you know DC is limited with what they can and can't do. Uh, I know he's a Shazam fan. And, and Gary Frank is, I mean, he's, he's out of the park. It's between Gary Frank and Alex Ross that are my two favorites, and and they both give this character a lot of life and meaning. So, for me, this book has a lot of value, and um, it's I mean, for anybody who doesn't even know the character, it's it's a great pickup to read. Oh, yeah, such a great primer. Yeah, it's a good jumping on point if you want to know anything about Shazam. I agree. Plus, <laughs> Jeff Johns. <laughs> Jeff Johns. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Any final thoughts on the graphic novel? 
It's good. Underrated. Pick it up. Uh, I'm a big fan of Taki Tani, and they, they reference the tiger. <laughs> they give the tiger some Shazam powers, Mary Freddy. The <laughs> That's ending right. they is do, really. They do do the little throwback to the Shazam family there. Actually, I maybe I didn't mention this before, but so like I said, the beginning of the book is so difficult at first, you know, for the for the original Shazam fans, and oh, this is a punk Billy Batson. But I felt like by the time you finally get to the end, I get that warm feeling in my tummy that like, oh, this is Shazam. I this think is that great. was what Jeff was going for. He yes. wanted to do character growth. He didn't want to start with this pure of heart billy he wanted to take a kid that struggled it was kind of a little bit of a punk but you understood why he was a punk but had the best of intentions and actually grow him into that heart of gold billy batson right well and in this too he struggles because he's he's in the foster system you see that interaction with his um his his care provider his you know it's just the the dynamic isn't great for him and he's had a hard life and he doesn't know anything about his past or, or his parents or any of that but you really get in the in the final showdown between him and black adam the way that plays out you definitely see that he has really come to understand a lot more about himself definitely you know as 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 well as his family accepting his family um, definitely. so that's really cool yeah i think it's brilliantly done so what would you rate it brandon oh that's such do a I great question do you need to ask uh 9.8 <laughs> 9. oh my god Five, four point nine and three fourths. It's really close to a five for me, wow. if that's possible. Johnny's beaming. Uh oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Johnny. Uh, I I really like this book. It's a four and a half. Oh, you know what? It's a five. Okay. I'll... It's five stars for me. Yeah, five stars for me. Easy. My one of my favorite writers with, or if not my favorite writer. It's with, fun, and we with didn't. One of my favorite artists. It's it's really fun, and we didn't really get a lot of that in the New Fifty Two. And I know I, I said that's so I'm true. A, mm, New Fifty Two yeah. oh, was yeah. pretty dark, but this was this was this was fun. Yeah. And Gary Frank, oh my God, <laughs> it's really good. It's yeah. so pretty. Yep. If anybody wonders why it's it's almost a five, but not a five, um, it's just I like Power of Shazam from the nineties. <laughs> so just a little bit more. I love that story. Um, but it's 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 a great book. It's the best modern take that we've gotten on Shazam, I think, ever. So. Hmm. This makes this book really does make me want a designer action figure line of Gary Frank specifically for Shazam. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. I'd buy them all. Yeah. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah. And Mary Marvel and yeah. Pedro. Yeah. All of them. And Fred Tony. Oh, I love one. Pedro's beard. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yes. So I would I would buy the set. So anyway, Roger. Trivia time. Trivia time. Ooh. Okay. Is it Shazam trivia? It is. Oh my, oh god. my god. Yes. Brandon's going to own all of us tonight. I'm such a geek. Okay. We'll see. I hope. Most likely. You are um, to Shazam what I am to Superman and but, I love it. Wow. I before really do. we before we get to that point last week. Yeah. Last week's question I wanted to know um in which issue was Gwen Stacy killed by uh oh, Green Goblin? God. Oh, that was right. That AKA was a Norman Osborn. 121. Correct. Amazing Spider-Man number 121. Uno uh, uno. Um, I expected that's a pretty easy one. That was a you know that was right over the plate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not but only right over, slow. Uh, slow. You could have <laughs> yeah. just put death Gwen Stacy uh, into like into Google. Toss. But uh, um, I would have expected at least twice as many responses. But anyway, um, winner of the comics last week, Sean Levesque, and for the trade paperback, Fernando Calderon. 
congratulations to to you both um, for this week. Okay, right. Do you guys Shazam trivia? Is this for us? Yeah. Okay. That's how we do this, Johnny. Yeah. I forgot for a second. This is like your first rodeo. Yep. Um, who created the character? I know it was Fawcett Comics. Who created the character? Oh, Willie God. Fawcett demanded the um, the ordering of the character, but it was um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the two names. One of them stuck with the other one left to do his own thing. Come on, Brandon. Um, this is why you're here. Uh, oh my goodness! Don't put him on the spot like that. Why <laughs> am I blanking? And I. Uh, That's okay. It happens. I want to. I mean, I want to say. Uh, of course, I'm wrong, but I want to say Jerry Ordway has had such a gunny no. hand since the beginning. I know it's not. It's not him. Bill Parker, and C.C. Beck. Ah, oh, that's right. Published by. Oh also right, of course. I think. Okay. Well, see, they made C.C. Bats in the name of Billy's father. Which what was his first appearance? Awesome Tales number one. Wiz Comics number two. That's correct. God, uh, of course. Snap! I never would have guessed Wiz. What month and year? February 1940. Oh, God. Boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> See, I told you he is the, and the reason why I'm the super rare. And the reason why it's number two, Wiz number two and not number one, in Wiz number one, they actually called him Captain Thunder. And the book did not sell. They had some trouble with the name. And they didn't call it Wiz either. They called it Zapper. Right. Um, Larry covered that. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, so they had to, uh, they rebranded it, redid it. And then there okay. ended up being another character later on named Johnny Thunder oh. that DC worked in. That's it. in Rebirth. Yeah, that's okay. So, um, this last one, uh, one, two, three, this is going to be fun. There's three of you, oh, God. and I have six <laughs> responses. Oh, God. So, we're going to go in order. Okay. 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 Let's see if, if you can get it. Shazam is actually an acronym. Yes. Yes. Okay. Go. Solomon, Hermes. No, stop it, Johnny. I got two. No. You. No, you. No. Okay. One, Solomon. Well, it's the wisdom of Solomon. Yes. He's just doing strength of Hercules. Hercules. I got it wrong. Atlas. (laughs) Atlas. Stamina of Atlas. Uh, What the heck is the Z? Do I have to do it in a row? Yes, it's easy. Zeus? The power yes. of yes. Zeus. Okay. Yeah. You got the A. Oh, crap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what I'd say, too. Is it the... Yeah. Courage oh. of... The courage of... I, I, I'm blanking on the... The heel of... Oh, uh, 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 uh-huh. Achilles. There yes. There you go. And the bring sp- it home, Brandon. Speed of Mercury. There you go. Jeez, I can't believe I forgot that. Big red cheese. I know. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Shazam is actually an acronym. Um, all right. For you listeners out there, again, another <laughs> slow pitch. <laughs> because, and I was curious. I was uh, I was saving this question, hopefully, hoping that it didn't get. Is it a slow pitch get, at this point or is it T-ball? Oh, it's T-ball. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to tee this one up for you. <laughs> and you guys just smoke it. Um, because actually, this I don't think came up. I'd have to re re listen to it, but it's it's so easy. All right, um, what is Shazam's 
other or it original. Did it did come up. Stop it. Fine. I dared to say the name. Okay. And I did. What was Shazam's original superhero <laughs> name? His other Just, okay, back air it up quotes superhero yeah. name. I don't want to offend anybody at Marvel Sorry. or anything. You know. Yeah. Sorry. So if you know if you know the answer to that question, send it to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com and you can win some stuff. Actually, great books this week yeah, all yeah. around. It's great a good books. haul. Absolutely. It's a good haul all the way around. Yeah. All right. And uh, Sonic. Did we get you know it's a good haul all the way around. <laughs> did did we get any new reviews, Johnny? Uh no, we didn't. Okay. So that's sad. Yeah. Uh and that's on everybody that's listening right now. Yeah. Uh Johnny doesn't like to be sad. Cannot believe you guys. Even though I like it. to make Johnny sad. Johnny you don't, doesn't. You don't want to see I don't want to see you like sad because else. of right. Yeah, that's my job. Right, not right. everybody else's job. Of course. Job. So, um guys, let's get Johnny happy so that I can make him sad again. Exactly. All right. Um, now that we've covered that and beat it to death mm-hmm. uh, If you guys like what you're hearing Please rate, review, like, uh, subscribe And share with all your friends If you want to go above and beyond You go to patreon.com slash allstarcomicspodcast uh, You can get on as little as a dollar Three dollars gets you the exclusive content And good things keep happening Going up from there um, Speaking of exclusive content You get things like What is going to be following Directly after this episode The episodes of Multiversity University If you're a Patreon subscriber You get all of those episodes That we do per month All at once So you can listen straight through To to everything that Larry's got going on As he, he plans them out Early episodes Early episodes essentially Yep We can do that too uh, last year we had a, a special Comic Con, not Comic Con. What am I talking about? Free Comic Book Day. Free Comic Book Day. That's what. I'm, thank you, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Are we going to do something similar, Roger? Why not? For Patreon subscribers, maybe. For what? For free Comic for Book. Free Comic Book Day, like we did last year. Did we do something? Did we did a free? Did we do Free Comic Book Day preview for our subscribers last year? Oh yeah, we did. We did something yeah, special. We're going to be doing. We're getting the comics uh, next week. Sweet. So, yeah, more reading. Yay! Oh, lots more reading. Pretty we'll do, God, we'll I do have some time for it. Cool. Sweet. We'll, we'll do something. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll come up with some kind of a twist for it. Cool. Um, if you want to keep up with everything at the shop, at Horizon Comics on the Twitter and the Instagram. Excuse me. Sorry. And uh, like Horizon Comics on Facebook. If you want to keep up with everything, Johnny. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at the Johnny Two X Four and. Well, I have a lot of podcasts. You can go find ahead, them. Johnny. Go ahead. You can find them at podcat.org. Uh, you know, young adult novels, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and uh, <laughs> classic movies. Brandon, um, if you want to find me, follow me, or ask me any Shazam questions. Of course. Instagram, Brandon six zero six B R A N D N six zero six. Oh man, it's on. <laughs> uh, for all of your video game you audio, done? yeah, we're done. Cool. Matt. Where you been? Media. Where you been, buddy? Uh, God of War comes out next week. Oh my God! Close. I was so excited. Are you gonna review it for Hydra Gaming? No. Oh. He's gonna uh, enjoy. I don't do that. He's anymore. gonna play it for I'm four days. It, yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. I am at Saint Jonathan on the Twitter and the Instagram. Thank you guys for listening. Have a fantastic week. I should buy a PS4. Shazam! <laughs> Welcome back to Multiversity University, everyone. I'm your host, Larry Douglas. Tonight, we are going to be talking about the year 1942. Now, we're still in the golden age, of course, and up until now, uh, 
each year that we've talked about, uh, we've talked about an overview of a year of the golden age, and then we have some special episodes dealing with some specific comics and characters that were extremely important uh, that really needed their own episodes. That's not really going to happen with 1942. To be honest, most of the main characters that will be created during the Golden Age have pretty much already happened by this time. Uh, but that doesn't mean there's uh, there's nothing important going on. There were a lot of very important developments in the world of comics in 1942. Uh, just nothing that had to do with the creation of any characters that uh, we still have with us today, at least major characters like with their own titles and that sort of thing. Now, one of the big things that happened in 1942 is that this is when Joe Simon and Jack Kirby began writing for DC. Now, they had actually already begun writing for DC at the end of 1941, uh, but it wasn't really publicly known that they were doing that because they were still working for Timely and they didn't want anybody to find out yet that they were switching over to DC. Now, what had caused them to do that was Captain America, their most popular creation. Uh, to recap a little bit what we talked about before, uh, remember that Joe Simon had actually worked for a comic syndicator uh, that had been creating the content for Timely Comics, and when Martin Goodman decided to start creating his own content, he hired Joe Simon away to be the editor at Timely and also one of the main writers. Um, and uh, Jack Kirby had also worked for another comic syndicator, and then he was also brought on, not at the same time as Joe Simon, but later after Captain America number one came out. Now, prior to coming over to Timely, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby had both been making $15 a week where they were working before, which doesn't sound like a lot, and it wasn't. It was actually uh, below the average pay at that time, uh, but that's probably why they did some of the freelance work together that they did. But when they came over to Timely, they got a big increase in pay. Uh, Jack Kirby went from making $15 a week to making $75 a week, and Joe Simon went from $15 a week to $85 a week, which was the main reason they went there. Now, of course, it's obviously a big increase in pay, more than five times, but it also put them kind of in the upper echelons of workers at that time. I was curious how this would work, so I, I looked it up, and the average worker in 1942 made $1,880 a year, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you consider the fact that a gallon of gas was 15 cents and you could rent a house for $35 a month, uh, that wasn't too bad. So Joe Simon and Jack Kirby were actually making pretty good money. They were both making, in uh, in Jack Kirby's case, close to $4,000 a year, and in Joe Simon's case, uh, over 4400 So they were actually making more than double what the average worker would make. However, when Martin Goodman realized that Captain America was going to be very successful and uh, and decided to launch Captain America in his own comic, Captain America number one, he wasn't the only one that knew Captain America was going to do well. Joe Simon and Jack Kirby both felt that Captain America was going to be a big hit. So they made a deal with Martin Goodman that they would get 25% of the profits from Captain America. And Captain America, of course, is launched in early 1941. But as the year goes on, Simon and Kirby begin to feel that Goodman is cheating them. They know that Captain America is selling around a million copies a month, and they feel like they're not getting their fair share, which is probably true, uh, as we're going to see in later episodes. Uh, Martin Goodman could be pretty cheap. And so 
there's a good chance that he was cheating them out of some of the profits he had agreed to. So as a result, they decided that they would switch to D.C. And of course, by this time, they had a pretty good reputation and D.C. was happy to have them. Now, to show you how badly D.C. wanted them, their pay went from $75 and $85 a week to $500 a week at D.C., which meant that they were now making $26,000 a year at a time when the average worker was making under $2,000. So, uh, so they were doing pretty well for themselves when they switched over there. Now, at D.C., they created some characters that might not be as well known today, but they were quite popular uh, during the Golden Age. Uh, they created the Boy Commandos, and in 1942, the Boy Commandos launched with Boy Commandos Number 1. Uh, they also created the Newsboy Legion, which started in Star Spangled Comics Number 7. Uh, they created uh, Paul Kirk, the Manhunter, in Adventure Comics Number 58. So, uh, so a lot of characters which as I said, not as popular and well-known today, but during the Golden Age, they were, they were big sellers. So uh, a big year for Simon and Kirby and for DC getting, uh, getting those two over there. Now, Simon and Kirby weren't the only ones that had a big year at DC. Another character that had a big year was Wonder Woman. Now, Wonder Woman had come along in All-Star Comics number 8 at the end of 1941. Uh, but remember that her story in All-Star Comics was an eight-page backup story. In 1942, uh, Sensation Comics number one came out, which actually continued her origin story uh, and actually gave more detail than the original story in All-Star Comics number eight did. But the big thing about Sensation Comics was that Wonder Woman was the main character. So Sensation Comics for Wonder Woman was the same as Action Comics for Superman, Detective Comics for Batman, and Wiz Comics for Captain America. They were, excuse me, Captain Marvel, not Captain America. Uh, they were anthology comics where um, those characters were the, uh, were the main ones. And just like Superman, Batman, and Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman would end up getting her own title, which would debut towards the end of 1942, Wonder Woman number one. Um, also in 1942, a couple of important characters in Wonder Woman's history made their debuts. In Sensation Comics number two, Etta Candy made her first appearance, and also Dr. Poison uh, made her debut as well. So Wonder Woman had uh, a pretty important year for her in 1942. Thank you for listening, and please join us next time as we continue talking about the year 1942.